Good afternoon, everyone, and a warm welcome to QuickBooks Labs. It's good to be back. We do apologize for missing last week, uh, but we'll explain later why a little thing called recertification got in the way. More on that later. QuickBooks Labs, a fortnightly podcast designed to be the place to learn all about the world of QuickBooks and other accounting software. Every two weeks, we hang around these microphones to talk about all the latest news, tips, tricks, for QuickBooks. I'm one of your hosts, Aaron Patrick, a chartered accountant, the owner of a accounting firm called Bopix, and a QuickBooks certified UK trainer with a fancy new logo. Well, nope, got it wrong way around. That up there. Um, and the QuickBooks chat on YouTube. And joining me as ever is my co-host, the one and only Ash. How's it going, Ash? Hi, Aaron. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, great to be back. It seems that we haven't uh, actually done the show for a month. Actually, it's almost uh, that. So, my name's Ash Beetson, a bookkeeper slash accountant uh, slash app developer, YouTuber, and uh, a bit of everything. So um, I'll pass you back to uh, you, Aaron. So what are we are going to be covering today? Yeah, so first, let's talk about how it all works. So we've got, first of all, we're live to the world, as we all know, and our regular time of 4.30 now. Uh, UK time and normally on a Tuesday. So what you should find us is on a Tuesday, apart from next week, because we're at next time because we're on a Wednesday. But again, more about that later, which works out at 10.30 a.m. US Central Time. If you listen to this back at LA time, then why not try thinking about joining us live? That way you can be involved with the show and ask us any questions. So if you have any questions, don't forget that comment box in the far right-hand corner. Put your put your name in there, or if you're using YouTube, put it into the chat box there, and we will bring them onto the show. Um, then that way you can keep us honest with all your burning questions. Furthermore, just so everyone is, now, is aware, we are on live for our podcast services around the globe, so feel free to subscribe on our podcasting service of choice. Ash, do you have the agenda or do you want me to go for the agenda? So, Aaron, I do believe we're talking a little bit about recertification and you've got some other little things to talk about within the QuickBooks world. But really, at session today, it's all uh, it's all about Ashley, but not me. It's about Ashley Leeds and this journey on um you know, you know, what do you do when you just first start up in business? And while we're talking about uh, Ashley, let's just bring him in and we'll just say hello. Hi, guys. How are you? Fantastic. Thanks for coming on, Ashley. Well, thanks for having me, Ashley. <laughs> I think we're going to have to call you Ash, aren't we, so we can differentiate. Hi, Aaron. How are you? How's it going, Ashley? How's it going? Yeah, all good. All good. Thank you. Good, good, good. Um, okay, I think Aaron will pass it back over to you. Um, uh, you can hang around, Ash, while we're Ashley, I should say, <laughs> it's confusing myself. Um, while uh, we go through the bits, and if you want to chip in on any of the stuff that we're talking about, please do, and then uh, you will take the main stage uh, in a little while. No worries, Sounds good, perfect, brilliant. All right, so our first bit of news, and it's a bit of a big one, and it's the reason why we have been away from these microphones for the past couple of weeks. Uh, me and Ash, that's Ash, not Ashley. This you know, it can't get any more complicated than this already. <laughs> me and Ash have been hard at work um, working involving QuickBooks Online recertification for 2021. Now, what is recertification, I hear you ask? The first thing to explain about it really is the fact that if you're a client, then it has no really real consequence to you at all. Other than the fact that I think any client of QuickBooks who, who is not an accountant or bookkeeper, I think if you are listening to the show and you're un wondering what we're going on about, I would highly recommend that you understand what a what, what's called a pro-advisor actually is. So a pro-advisor is someone who has taken the examination with QuickBooks and they should be at a really good level to be able to advise you in your business. What used to happen, though, was the pro-advisor status or becoming a pro-advisor was indefinitely. And you used to be able to apply to be a pro-advisor, take the exam, become pro-advisor, and that was it. You just used to be a pro-advisor all the way through. Now what we've introduced, though, is a, an opportunity or a requirement, should I say, to recertify on a yearly basis. What that means, then, is only pro-advisors that you see, so if you went onto the pro-advisor portal or you were talking to a 
potential accountant or potential bookkeeper and they say they're pro advisor then in theory they are a up-to-date pro advisor so it's all good now i think it's really important that people understand the importance of that and i think the reason that recertification is such a big deal is because we want to make sure that people who are pro advisors are actual relevant pro advisors and are up to date with everything that's going on and um, because uh, the way it used to work is you could have qualified five six seven years ago never touched quickbooks at all but we're still able to have that that status so now the idea is that if you as a business owner are using quickbooks and want an accountant who knows and understands quickbooks then ideally you would be looking for a pro advisor for that for, for all that so with that out, of the, that out of the way that means we can talk about recertification itself what does it mean and everything else um and bring in the fact that it's now gone live so the idea is that if you are currently a pro advisor, so if you're an accountant or bookkeeper and you are looking to become recertified, then as of Monday at um, 6.30, I think it went live. I won't tell you why. I uh, sadly know that date that time. Um, but at 6.30, it went live and you had the chance to recertify yourself. Now, if that recertification, we didn't just let, let it go live and that was all good and, and everything went there we actually provided webinars and there's other forms in which you can get yourself trained up and ready for it and everything that goes with it um ash i'll push it to you to begin with what what do you think about the whole recertification is there anything else you want to add or bring into it oh i think it's been well overdue to be perfectly honest aaron because you know as we sort of touched upon really there are people that took the badge you know in 2015 um, and then have not really done very much with it since, um, you know, they might have just, you know, got their QuickBooks for a pretty good deal, whatever, uh, back in the early days. But then, you know, things happen and you understand in practice, you know, you're busy doing other things, but you're not really keeping up to date with things as you should be. So you, you don't know what the mobile app does. You don't know what new features are coming on the banking area. And it's been quite evident as one of the the support team um, behind the scenes where you've been running the, the webinar, some of the questions come in and, oh, I didn't know it could do this, or I didn't know, I realize you had the receipt stat function and all these things. And well, if they, um, accountants had sort of kept a little bit more up to date, they, would, they should know all of this already and what we're showing them shouldn't really, you know, be anything mind-blowing, but to some it has, which is a good thing. I mean, uh, taking it over to Ashley, um, you know, what do you, I mean, what are your sort of thoughts? I mean, I know you're not sort of uh, un, uh, involved, you know, in QuickBooks as such, but, you know, what, what are your uh, ideas on this? Well, I was actually once, wasn't well, I? I am actually, and until Monday, I was a pro advisor. Ah. Because as, as an employee of QuickBooks, I took the certification. I spent I spent a day in, in the in the QuickBooks uh, training uh, center and, and and I passed a certification. I'm just thinking as you're saying this, I passed my motorbike test 35 years ago, um, but I've never ridden a motorbike since. I've driven cars and I'm, I'm aware of the road. But because I took that bike uh, that motorbike test that all that time ago, I can go out and buy a CBR 1100. I'm not going to. But it, it, does, it, it makes you wonder that, that if you pass an exam and you're not doing any CPD or, or, or recertification, how do you know that that person is competent on, 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 the, on the tools? And the, and the thing is, in very short space of time, this software is getting upgraded, new features have been added. And if you're not going through a recertification program, you're missing out on all these new features. And therefore, all of your clients are missing out on, you know, all the things that you can be doing. So I think it's fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, just what, what you, when you mentioned that, uh, then Ashley, about the, you know, ever, you know the the bike uh, license. Do you remember think what? Because uh, I'm not a qualified accountant, but I know you are, Aaron. Um, you know, I used to work in practice where I knew that there was a a qualified ACCA who had qualified back in 1972, whenever it was. But do you actually need to take new acca exams now, as long as you keep paying they're more than happy to uh keep your license up to date so yeah as long as you keep paying they're more than happy but you're right they it, it does seem that doesn't it it does seem like there's um 
they, they should be. I, I suppose their get out of jail free card in terms of making sure you're compliant is CPD, isn't it? Because they'll want you to make sure you've got CPD of a set amount before they will actually sign you off for another year. So they'll always use that as you've got to make sure your CPD is up to date before you can actually get it. But they don't know there's no kind of recertification or anything like that, which I'm, I'm pretty happy about, to be honest. I think that's a time <laughs> of my life. I definitely don't want to go back to in the <laughs> exact in that sort of element, but no, yeah, no, there, there isn't anything there, but I think, I think that whole analogy about the bike is so, it's so important, isn't it? It's that idea that, that things are, are changing and, and like Ashley said it changes so much I mean we we started this whole QuickBooks Labs element and in and, and this webinar because of the amount of changes going in and letting people know about it and understanding how that changes go so I think it is important I think it is something that is only ever going to be more more you know more useful going forward and your zeros of the world and the other ones they've already got that already in place so it's kind of it was it was about time like you said wasn't it to get it there um that being said though when talking about the actual recertification itself i know i know actually you haven't done yours yet but you know exactly what's uh what's enough of it but how do you think um, like the, the level of questions are and everything else what, what's your feeling of them so far have you kind of thought about it a little bit or anything like that yeah, I think they're they're fair. They're, there's nothing in there that's you know really there to trip people up and to make it you know a really daunting, horrible exam. So it's it's nice, you know, friendly questions in plain English. Um, and if you have kept up to date with the software or you use it regularly, it should be a breeze. Um, you know, and it shouldn't really take you much more than twenty minutes, I don't think, to actually complete the uh, the little. Uh, multiple choice questions that are going to get thrown at you. Yeah, I agree, I agree. And actually, are you going to, are you interested in redoing it? I know you've got no real obligation to or anything, but is that something you're going to give yourself a little target to or anything? Or? It's, it's, a, it's a great question. I haven't really thought about it. Um, I've literally just set up my business. So I am going to get some some bookkeeping software one day. I don't know when that day is going to be because there's so many other things I need to do as a, yeah. as a new business owner. But hey, why not? I passed it once. I should be able to do it again, shouldn't I? Yeah, I'm sure. Sure, I'm sure you'll manage it. Certainly, certainly. Um, I thought it was a bit of a chuckle though when um, when we were going through the webinar process and getting it all set up because the further support that um, is recommended is QuickBooks Online Community, which definitely in terms of keeping up to date with what QuickBooks can do, but also the um, QuickBooks Online quarterly releases was one of the things mentioned and. Don't know, Ash, have you got anywhere where you could learn all about the quarterly releases and we use that as a way of keeping ourselves with content, much-needed content from time to time, where we go through every line by line of it. Is there any place you could recommend where you, where people can keep up to date with the uh, quarterly releases at all? Well, absolutely, Aaron. Funny you should ask me that. You need to go to cookbooks.co.uk and go to the learner support pages where you'll go down the little tab and you'll find an option that says product updates. Pop yourself in there and check that out from time to time and you'll see what's coming or what's just been released. And and where, which kind of webinar go, uh, podcast goes through on a line-by-line -line basis and tries to draw out every aspect of that um <laughs> that one so we could use it is there, is there any podcast you could think of where we go through it and oh. actually we, we sit there waiting for it to be released so we've got some content to talk about i don't think there's any other one that does it apart from you and i aaron <laughs> yeah i thought that as much i was when i was doing the webinar i was wondering if i could just sneak that in that they should all uh should all come to quickbooks labs but you know i don't want to yeah, yeah we should have done because we could have upped our, <laughs> upped our traffic <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. So I think, you know, just being aware of the recertification is mostly the important thing. There is a deadline. So um, if you are a pro advisor, then you've got till the 30th of June to get yourself recertified. And there's maximum of only 30 questions there. So it isn't a long one. It took me 10 plus minutes to get done. So it's not it's not a long one. Um, but it, you know, is something I highly recommend you get done. Unfortunately, though, if you miss that cutoff, then you have to go do the whole of the um, exam again so you have to become certified by either doing the core examination or the advanced certification in fact i assume if you were advanced didn't recertify you'd have to do core then advance after that wouldn't you so yeah highly recommend that you go out get yourself done 80 percent password rate like last time so get yourself over there and done i think that's pretty much everything on recertification isn't it i think so aaron 
Uh, I do have one question though. So Go for it. I'm I'm a I'm a I'm an accountant and I've got I've got a practice and and all of my team are, are certified. But obviously, we, I've got to the 30th of June. What happens if we don't do anything? So, I mean, ultimately, um, what will happen is you'll lose your pro advisor status. So you, as an individual, won't be able to go around with your fancy badge to say that you're a pro advisor. Um, but for the firm, it means that they will lose points, and points mean prizes in, in, in our term in terms of what um, you can use them on. So it means what tier your practice is at. So you could be reduced into a, a lower tier. Um, and also you don't get to be on the ProAdvisor portal anymore, which is a shame. Um, so the ProAdvisor portal is basically if a new client was to sign up with QuickBooks and was to go in and look at getting themselves um, QuickBooks for the first time, and they say they don't have an accountant, then there is an opportunity there to become pushed forward as a potential accountant for them. So it's well worth it. Um, and also you get a fancy badge. So we all like badges, don't we? So, And actually talking about it, it's class of CPD as well, isn't it? So there you are that's that, that's what more would you want to get yourself recertified going forward um, brilliant yeah, not only you're banished from the find it's the find an accountant directory isn't it yeah, so you're no longer, yeah you're banished until no you're you on that I'm, I'm really intrigued actually on the 30th of june just see how many is in who's going to be still on there i'm counting on the days really to have a look and see what happens so yeah. brilliant all right. Um, one of the other updates, a really quick update here, and it, it's a weird one because it's one where it I got it updated on one out of my files, and I've not seen it update anywhere else. So I don't know if it's one of these ones where, like QuickBooks does from time to time, where they'll just release it to a very small number, see how it goes, and kind of go from there. But this update is um, could be quite a significant one, I think. So if I just jump and share screen quickly on QuickBooks Online, so here's QuickBooks itself. If I jump into the banking screen and I go to the banking area and I was going to look and categorize, say, this transaction here, then everything looks exactly the same apart from the bottom here where it says categorization history. So what it's given us the option here to do is we can click into categorization history and now it's going to tell me what happened to this transaction previously. So think about where this could be used is if you've got multiple people doing your bookkeeping for you. So it might be a case that you've got, you know, a junior member of staff that does it for you. Or if you're thinking from an accountancy firm, there might be multiple people who get involved in doing that bookkeeping. Either way, this is a way in which you can actually look at a transaction and look at its historical data and be able to make sure that you're assigned it to the right one. Also, it gives you the option down here as well to create a rule and get that put into there. So I think I'm, I'm really liking this. And I think this is one of those options or one of those things we've seen lately where the bank account has had so many little subtle changes where, okay, just that one subtle change isn't a massive issue or a massive benefit. But actually, when you start adding up all these different changes, like we've had the grouping option, we've had the, the new way we do batch actions, we've got all of those little things, which is actually making the banking section so much more quicker to be able to deal with lots of data than it ever has been before. I mean, I know from our practice, it's been a game changer, the ban the batch action. It's been a game changer the way we can group action, uh, group our transactions now. And now this little tiny categorization history here, I think it's just going to make sure from an accuracy point of view that we're keeping everything as accurate as we possibly can. What do you think to that one, Ash? Yeah, I, I, I really like that. When you quickly mentioned it to me earlier i sort of I've, I've thought about it a little bit but then when you just mentioned about it being in accounting practice and you could sort of think well actually let's say uh dave normally does the the bookkeeping and now he's on holiday and someone else is looking through the books while he's away now usually what you'd have to do is you'd see something come through the bank statement you and think oh that's come through from such and such now what I need to do is close that screen down, go to the profit and loss or go to the supplier account, see how I dealt with it before. Well, now that's pretty much telling you just in one click without having to go around the houses. Oh, this is what, how you dealt with this before. And it's pretty much, you know, answered your question, hasn't it? You know, well, it actually looked look like it makes sense. So it's, I'll, I'll put it there. So, you yeah, know, I think it's, it's, a, it's a nice little, a nice little extra. 
Yeah, it's just it's the weirdest thing is though is why it's not on every client or why we've not heard about it because it wasn't. I suppose it's not big enough news to be in the um, in the quarterly updates or anything like that. But I've not I've not seen anyone talking about it anywhere. It's like it's like I mean it's just, just this one file that I found it on so far, and it's like maybe this one file is just broken and it shouldn't be there yet, and it's something that's going to come back later. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I think I think it's a a huge one i think this one could be um a real you know confident way in which you can make sure that the bookkeeping has been done correctly because the most important thing is consistency isn't it and if you can be even if unfortunately consistently wrong and put it to the wrong account we know ourselves that as long as it's consistently going somewhere then fixing it is, is actually quite an easy 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 fix isn't it so yeah i think this is a I, I personally really, really like this, and I'm, I'm looking forward to this being available on all clients going forward because I think it's going to change things as we go forward. Um, and then we got one more bit to talk about uh, in the news section before we move to our main part of the show, um, and that's just a bit of a bit of an update, really, of what's happening in the world of world of accountant accountant software and some of the other accounting software out there so free agent so i don't know how many people are using free agent and who listen to this show um i can't imagine the too many um free agent itself is mainly at the moment um because it's free is with natwest clients so that's normally where we've seen it certainly in our practice that's the only ones that really are, are touching it but free agent itself has had quite a major update so free agent itself now gives you the opportunity to file tax returns and this company tax returns i should say and file company accounts directly from the software so basically what zero is giving you the option to do and what we've heard that whole rumors are coming around with um with quickbooks doing sometime later maybe possibly so with that then they've already jumped on the bandwagon they're there they're they're ready to do it and they seem to be gearing more towards the whole mtd first corporation tax that's their route in that's why they're doing it so yeah it's an interesting one and i think i think free agent has a really um interesting way that they put their software together so whereas quickbooks um zero to to some extent is very much they give you all the tools you need but you can still be very you know you can you can go about putting certain transactions in multiple ways whichever suits you and there's very much a not always the right way, but there's normally multiple ways to be able to do a particular transaction and it gives you that flexibility and, you know, you, you can kind of adapt whatever works for you. Free agent is very much, you do it a particular way. And if you don't do that particular way, you can't do it. And that, the, 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 that structure they've put in there means, I assume that's why it's so much easier for them to create the, the accounts and everything from there, because you literally cannot transfer from say like do a journal entry from one bank account to another, for example, unless unless there is actually a physical transaction from one to the other. So, Ash, I don't know if you've ever used Free Agent or looked at it in any in any way, but what do you think to that news? Um, yeah, I mean, it's pretty big news. I mean, I did uh, dabble with Free Agent years and years ago, uh, only because someone was already using it. Um, so it wasn't really for me at the time. So I don't know, you know how it's evolved uh, since, but. Yeah, it's interesting that a lot of the, well, it seems like I think all the accounting software companies are, are going to go down this route one way or another to give their, you know, clients, I guess, the people that subscribe to the software, the ability to file their own returns. Now, for you know, I know you're, in, I'm not no longer really in accountancy practice, but from an accounting practice point of view, I don't know how that well that works unless you are a a free agent only practice or a QuickBooks only practice or a zero only practice because then everyone in that practice learns one method. Whereas I know you know Aaron you use um, uh, accountancy managers, is it digital or that you use uh, for, but yeah. for your tax returns. So then you can have your different software packages going into the one thing that you use to do your tax return filing so that your staff only have to learn that one thing and not six different ways or how many are filing a tax return. So it's quite a tricky one, you know, because, yes, all these software companies want to give people lots of things, 
but sometimes it can be too much. And I, I, I just don't know. Um, you know, if it's, a, I think, yeah, maybe if it's a, like a business owner that wants to do his own accounts and do his own tax return, that's fine because he's only here worrying about it. But then, then, but then you're cutting off the accountant, or you could be. So it, I don't know. It's, it's, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's a really tricky one. Whether I, you know, because I love, you know, uh, you know, I, I love apps, I love software, and I love things updating. But sometimes you can just go a little bit too far. And what is it they say? Um, sometimes too much knowledge, or what's the word I'm looking for? You know, um, a little bit of knowledge is dangerous. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So all of a sudden, you know, someone logs in and they they're thinking, oh, tax return. That must mean I can file my own tax return. And so they click a few buttons and off you've gone. You filed a tax return, but they don't really know what they're doing. Yeah, exactly. Right. Right. Yeah, I don't, I I don't mean, know what the main answer is on it. Nah, it, it's a tough one. Actually, I mean. You, you've you've already said you're looking into what accounting software you're going to be looking for. Is it for you? Would a criteria be that you can file your own t- accounts? I mean, you don't you don't need to go into too much detail into if you have an accountant or not. But you know, would that be something that is essential to you now? Do, do you think that's going to be something you're going to be looking at, or do you think you just you just want to get that bookkeeping done? I've filed my own tax returns in the past. Um, if you can see the guitar, um, I've, I've done done the odd gig and made a little bit of money on the side and so i've done a tax return and basically there's not a lot of costs there's not a lot of expenses it's pretty straightforward we're not talking huge sums of money i can get you know by the time i've paid somebody to do it for me then it's it's, it's mitigated any money that i've made It's, it's, it's basically pocket money but this is my own business now and there's an awful lot of other things that i need to think about so I will not be getting and uh, I will not be doing it myself, even if there's software to help me do it, because I'm going to miss something. And 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 you you speak to accountants and they really know the ins and outs of businesses and and what you can claim for and what you should be doing, what you shouldn't be doing, things like that. Um, you can go to B and Q and you can buy a load of tools, but you wouldn't build your own house. Mm. Yeah, you, you, you see what I mean? You, you know, you, you and in fact, you're not allowed to do your own electric unless you've got part P or whatever it is. So is, is there certain things that you have to leave to the professionals? And, and so this this is going to be my only source of income. I want to get it right. So, no, I, I, I whatever software I pick, I won't be using the feature to file my own tax return. Thank you. Yeah. And and there's a follow on question to that, though, because that this is something that I've seen with free agent clients. So I don't know if it's like they're drawn to that particular software. So, you know, their brain almost kind of works in that way or not. But with the clients that we have on free agent, they're very funny if we don't use the software to file their particular solution. So for, you've just said their your tax return, for example. If we file our soft, our tax return via our own software, they're almost like a disconnect of, well, how does free agent know that that's happened? It's almost like, and it, it's obviously clever marketing, but it's almost like in their eyes, their whole business is run by this 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 solution, which is great. And that, that's what the whole point of accounting solutions is all about, isn't it? But, you know, do you feel like you would be missing out on anything? Or do you feel like, an accountant should be using your uh, whatever software you've chosen to file the tax return or file the company accounts as well or or would you you know be more you know wouldn't you care how they file it i mean how would you feel on that one I, again let's 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 use the building the house analogy um you know if if the, if, the, if the guy comes around and he's using a dewalt drill i'm not going to think any less of him if he's not using the matika or whatever it is it yeah. really doesn't matter the fact that he knows what he's doing because he's been doing it for years and he's taken exams and goodness knows what else, that's fine by me. And that's going to translate exactly to, to the accountant. So no, let, let them get on with it. As, as long as, as long as everything that I need to worry about is sorted, then that's why I'm paying an accountant. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. We're going to have to see how it goes. And also I think we're going to have to see how MTD becomes so prevalent with it. So, you know, at the moment MTD is just, 
VAT, it's soon going to be for self-employed as well. But at some point, it's going to be corporation tax. So I think as accountants, we're going to be forced to use certain software or forced to do certain software. And and that's just how we're just going to deal with it. So it's good good job, Ash, that you uh, got out when you did by sounds of it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Brilliant. And I think with that, that's all of our news that we've got. Um, surprising, given it's been a month. But yeah, um, that's all the news. I do know that next time we talk, we should have more news on Accountancy Manager. So we teased it last last time we, we were here that we had some news about Accountancy Manager and how Accountancy Manager is going to be uh, updated. But we'll, uh, we'll talk more about that next time. Ash, over to you. All right, yeah, thanks, Aaron. Okay. Yeah. Uh... Ashley, so we had a bit of a chat yesterday, but before we get into all of that, why don't you just literally just introduce yourself very quickly? I know we know your name, but um, just give us a little bit about you. Okay, so um, I've been uh, working in sales for the last 30 years. I've sold loads of different things to loads of different people, mainly um, or predominantly 95% um, B2B. Um, but 14 years ago, I ended up working for a company called Digita and uh, was, was there for eight years working with accountants, helping them implement software, helping them bring in practice management, all kinds of different things. Um, and really got into working with accountants and understanding how they tick, what, what their issues are, what their worries are. Um, and, and been with a, a couple of other software companies uh, within that space. And then two and a half years ago, I went into coaching. And I worked uh, for a company where we worked one-to-one with accountants uh, doing coaching. And, and that involved lots of other things as well. And, and what I really love doing is just, just working one-to-one with people. Um, and uh, during lockdown, I was involved with a, a, a bit of a fundraiser and, and had a lot of success with that. And, and it just gave me the confidence to think, well, if I can do that, I can do anything. So I've now set up uh, Full Cup Coaching. Um, and and the, re- the, the reason I've done that is so that I can just work with individuals on a one-to-one basis um, and spend a bit more time on my guitar. Um, so, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, this is a lifestyle business. I'm not going to set the world alight. I'm not going to make millions. I, I, I want something that, that where I can I can spend more time with the people that really need it. Um, so, so, so that's where I am. Yeah, excellent. So we know that you are on... Um basically just starting up your own business and just getting off the ground. And, you know, when you do that, you know, and I've done it before and Aaron's done it before, you know, there's a lot of things that you've got to think about. Um, And where do you start? So, you know, let's, so what is the, so what has been your sort of first go-to now that you just, what, what was your number one that you had to sort of think about? Right. Okay. So the first, the first thing is, there's a lot of people out there with with help and advice and opinions, and I've just sucked it up like a sponge. Uh, and I've and I've got a I've got a friend, and I'm going to give him a name chat. Richard Carpenter. He messaged me and he said, Ash, I'd really like to work with you and to help you because of everything that you've done. Um, so he's acting as my mentor, and so I, I that is number one for me. Because when, you, when you're on your own, you are on your own. I can go in and I can talk to my wife, and no disrespect to Debs, but she doesn't really get this and what we're doing. Um, but Richard's been there, done that. He's working with other people. So he's turned around to me and said, have you thought about this? And then I can send him a WhatsApp message. This has happened. What do you think? And it's pull your socks up, you know, forget about it or whatever whatever it is that, that's a worry uh he's he's been there but he's also there to share in my successes so i've had a lot of engagement on linkedin i've been doing a lot of work on linkedin um and i've had a lot of engagement and so sort of like hey this has happened like, oh that's brilliant and, and and all that sort of stuff and then and then i spoke to him yesterday and he said uh, so what are you going to do with that engagement on linkedin so he set me some more challenges so i think that that's number one is is i've got somebody watching out for me um, not that I need anyone watching out for me, but to know that somebody is there. I think as, as an employee, so so all my working life, I, I started out as a, as, a, as a waiter in a hotel and, and then became a chef. All throughout my working life, there's been someone to go to and say, 
what do I do now? How do I do this? Should I do that? And now it's, it, it, it's just me. It's just me. So having someone else, I think that, that really makes it so much easier. Yeah, I think that's a really good point, uh, having someone that you can just bounce some ideas off. And I suppose I was quite lucky when I uh, started up. So even though I had sort of left to start with my own um, you know, bookkeeping business then, I, the firm that I left kept me on as a subcontractor. So it's almost like I was still you know, with a team. So if I just wanted to ask him a question about what I needed to do when I was preparing some accounts, I could just go to him. So I was lucky in that respect. That I, I suppose I did have that. I still had that communication with others. So I suppose that, that's pretty important. What about you, Aaron, when you sort of left, you started up your own? Yeah, I think you're, you're absolutely spot on. I think that it's that social craving, isn't it, when you first start out of, uh, you know, who do you talk to, when do you talk to them and all that stuff. And I think you you – ultimately you, you try and find it and i think you you find ways in which and groups of people that are like-minded and you'll just try and find someone who can have that communication have that conversation with you and you'll you'll you're drawn to it aren't you and it becomes that thing that you, you don't realize how much you've left and for me it was i was in a kind of a similar situation to you ash where i was working full-time when i started my first accountancy practice and it was like and it was, it was only a small one. So I was able to kind of juggle it between the two and I didn't have to kind of worry too much about taking that next big step and everything else that goes with it. And I think that was for me important because that just gave me that chance to kind of almost work on a, on a part-time basis, almost build it up and then kind of go from there. Um, but at the second that I kind of left that full-time employment and went for it, I was, I was just crying out for, people who could help or talk to and everything that Ashley just said in terms of having that mentoring. And I don't think I would have classed them as mentors back then, but they, that's exactly what they were. I mean, that's, that's what it was all about. And, and then hopefully in turn, you can kind of be it for them in, in whatever way it's going to be. And, and it becomes this whole group, doesn't it? This whole kind of connection because ultimately, ultimately that's what business is all about, isn't it? It's about forming connections and keeping those connections right. And, you know, try and find you, you your next big you know group of people that you want to be able to connect with so yeah it's uh it's, it's strange isn't it it's people think that you just start your business you set up a website and it's done but it's there's so much more to it isn't there yeah um, it depends on youtube videos you watch because every time you're on youtube they're all coming up you can do this you can do that and it's not like really <laughs> Yeah, you've got to be careful about that. Grass is always greener mentality, hasn't it? Especially oh, if you go on any social media about, you know, the person who's got that big fancy car because, of, you know, and all that sort of stuff. And you've just got to be careful, haven't you? Yeah, absolutely. When, when, I was, uh, when we had a quick chat earlier uh, yesterday, um, Ashley, and funny you mentioned connections because that's basically exactly this term we used yesterday, and that is connections. Um, and that, you know, and and using LinkedIn, as I'm sure Ashley will mention in a minute. So, you know, one of the, the main things we said yesterday is that, um, yeah, you'll uh, there's lots of things you want to do when you start up your business, but the most important one is trying to get some money in, you know, trying to actually get a client, uh, get a sale. How do you do that? Go on, yeah, Ashley, that, give me some that, tips. That, that, that's the thing, isn't it? Um, so I'm I'm very lucky um, because I, I've, I've got a, I've got a few savings. So and, and because I've been working with accountants and helping accountants to grow their businesses, um, I've learned from all of their mistakes. And, and, and when you first set up in business, the temptation is to categorize a client as somebody who can breathe. And, and what you need to do is find somebody that you want to work with somebody that's you know why why do you put up with this person just because they're paying you money you've got to have you've got to have the right client so i've got a bit of breathing space and i'm going to take my time and find the right people that want to work with me i'm not going to have a million clients so therefore i can be a little bit more picky and i want to work with people that want to work with me so i'm not going to be doing any hard sales because i i've worked in in different industries with other salespeople that have gone in and are right, you gotta buy this, you gotta buy this. And and people buy it and they don't stay and then you get buyer's remorse and, and, and whatever it is. And it just leaves a bad taste for everybody. 
and and I've I've always maintained that people have bought from me. I've not sold it to them, and 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 that's what I want for my business. I want people to come and work with me because they want to work with me, not because it's cheaper, not because it's more expensive, not because they get a fancy car, not because I've got a great logo. It really doesn't matter. I want people that 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 believe that I can help them and they they want to work with me. So I'm going to take my time. And I think that wouldn't that help as well, you getting more clients because that's the sort of mentality that, that accountants need and they want. And because that's it's all about relationships with clients, isn't it? And and for accountants, should I say, and it's all about finding the right clients and finding the right um, you know, opportunities. And if that's your ethos and that's what you're pushing forward, then ultimately that you kind of all looking for the same goal and it's all the common goal, isn't it? So it's going to help. It's going to it's going to help you breed success by basically practicing what you preach, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. And, and you th- you think about some some of these huge corporations. Um, you know, they 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 pile them high and sell them cheap. But they've got to do so many more transactions to make the same money as as what somebody else is doing. You, you know, look at you know Timex or Casio compared to Rolex or Philippe Patek. You know, it, it's 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 exactly the same thing. They they all you know they all all of these watches will tell the time, but some of them are sort of like many more times more expensive, but they're still selling them. Um, and 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 that's that's what I'm hoping to do. I'm offering a, a you know a gold plated service, um, and and so therefore people will pay for that, um, but not everybody. And I'm going to take my time to find those people that want to work with me. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I didn't know when I f- first uh, started up that I, I, I made that mistake of literally taking everything. <laughs> and then, you know, a couple of years down the road, there, there's people that you originally sort of liked and then you gradually don't like them because, you know, you're, you're charging them a fraction of what you might be charging somebody else. So you just... And things have just got you know sticky, and you've not been able to you know change it, or well, I couldn't at the time. So, but then you know, as as you move, you move forward, and you know, I was able to sort of I, you start sort of chopping those things away. So I, I don't need that, and I don't need that, and I don't need that, and then well, until eventually I sort of I left the county practice. But yeah, you know, I mean, as you've said, uh, Ashley, uh, if I one thing I would if I ever started again is you know choose your choose your clients yeah if you're selling a service yeah choose them wisely definitely yeah exactly and the, and the thing is you're going to be working with them a long time so you want to make sure that you like them and they get on with you you know you, you talk to somebody down the pub um i don't know if you remember we used to go to the pub and, and chat um, oh, yeah. but <laughs> you, you, you chat to somebody on the pub and they go oh i hate my fill in the gap so so why are you doing it oh because it can't be bothered to change you know and, and then then the, 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 whoever it is filling the gap they're down they're, they're down a different pub talking to their peers and they're going oh my clients and and oh they're awful and why, why don't you get rid of them oh because they're bringing in money or they've been with me a long time or i don't want to let them down he's like why is everybody doing this you know and and, and, and you know um if, if, if it was a girlfriend or a boyfriend or or, or whatever and it, and it, it wasn't working out it's cheerio and, and move on but, but you know we're in business oh we can't let go of business and, yeah. and you, you know and i've had conversations with people and, and we've gone through their client base and you're looking at this client oh this client is a real uh, we call them pitta so it's a pain in the ass right um and and you sort of like why are you working with this with this client oh yeah because we're getting this much money yeah but if you look at how much you're making from that client and how much it's actually costing you, you're actually losing money with this client. So if you actually got rid of that client, you'd be making more money. And that's when you hear the penny drop. Yeah. So so, so I would be going against everything I said if I just take anyone on. So I, yeah. I've, I've got to practice what I preach because these, these are the sort of things that, that I will be doing with, with people as, you know, when I'm working with them. That, that, that'd be the, one of the first things I do is, you know, what on earth are you doing with your pricing? Why are you charging, you know, so little? Um, so I don't want to fall into that trap. Yeah, absolutely. I know um, 
uh, you know, uh, most people will, you know, they'll think about setting up a website. And I, you know, and I, I always think that's, you know, some people will think, oh, well, I don't know if I'll bother with that. But I always think it's a, pretty much a necessity, even if you don't use it that much. But on top of that, um, you know, what, you know, what are your other sort of, you know, tips on how you can just, you know, reach other people that, that you want to hopefully connect with and maybe sell with you? What's, what would be some of your go-tos as to, you know, try, trying to sort of get yourself promoted? Okay. So first off, yes, website straight away. Um, everybody looks at a website and I talk to people, oh, I haven't got a website because it's all word of mouth. But if I turn around and say, oh, you want to go and have a chat with this this person? Um, yeah, fine. I'll, you know, and they'll Google them and they'll have a look at the website. And if the website looks pants, they're sort of like thinking, well, if the website's pants, it's the service they're going to give me pants. If they haven't even got a website. Where where are they trading? We're we're in the twenty first century, guys. And 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 I've just set up my own website using. Um, am I allowed to name the company that I used? Is it Squarespace? No, no, I used Wix. Oh, oh, okay. oh sponsored by Squarespace. <laughs> <laughs> a, a, mate, a mate of mine's got a website company, and he said, "Ash, you don't need to spend a fortune on a website. You just need eight presence, and, and and Wix will do the job for you. When you're making loads of money and you want a decent website, come back. And and you know, for somebody like that to turn around and say that, you know, you, you'd have thought he said, "Yeah, you need this website. You need this, this, and this." And ten grand later. Um, I've got I've got the world's best website, but that's going to take weeks and weeks and weeks. And I knock this website up in a week, um, and it does the trick. You know, I, I've I've got the things on there that I want, and and so who's this Ashley guy? What's this full cup coaching? Oh, I can Google it, find it. There it is. Oh, he looks all right. Got a testimonial on there. There's some interesting blogs. His prices are there. What more do you want? So so definitely a website. Yeah. Um. I'm a big user of LinkedIn, okay? I've been on LinkedIn for, oh, I don't know, 15 years maybe. Um, and I've got an awful lot of connections on LinkedIn um, who are in the accounting space. So I am I know a lot of accountants. So at the moment, I'm in an anti-compete, so I'm not allowed to talk to a lot of them. But they're all connected to other accountants. They're all connected to other business owners, um, and, and so that's my target market. So a lot of people that I'd love to work with are hanging out on LinkedIn. So I'm at the moment putting out a lot of content to create engagement. And so people are now seeing who this guy is. People buy from people who they know, like and trust. And what better way to get people to know, like and trust you than putting stuff out on LinkedIn? Um, and and, and that, that's that's what I've been doing. And I haven't I haven't changed anything that I've done. I've always been putting stuff out on LinkedIn, especially in the last three years. So there's loads of stuff there. So you can you, you know you can trawl back and see what stuff I've done, articles I've done and things like that. Um, and now I'm making my my blogs a little bit more personal because it's about me rather than the business that I'm working for. So people are seeing a little bit more of Ashley in the blogs and the posts. So, and that's creating a nice lot of engagement. I'm getting some lovely messages coming through off the back of that as well. So I think that's, that's the top tip is to find out where your target market is and start talking in that space. Yeah, I, think- I know we, we had a chat just before Christmas, wasn't it? When, you, um, uh, when I was sort of thinking of different ways of, you know, trying to uh, promote my own, you know, app and, and I started, you know, doing the uh, the sixty second videos and promoting them, and um, and it, it definitely works because you know it, the engagement comes in, and then you get people contacting you, and people then more people trying to actually want to connect with you, connect with me. So you know, at one point, you know, no one was actually trying to approach me to want to connect with me, you know, but but now, you know. Nearly every day I'm getting some, you know, can I connect, can I connect type of message through. So it's only a good thing. And then, you know, I've had other sort of, you know, other little opportunities are now sort of popping in literally from just putting that engagement out there. And, yes, it takes time and takes effort. 
but it doesn't cost anything. Exactly. Exactly. Um, you've got to be careful with that, though, because if you're spending two or three hours a day on LinkedIn, that is costing you. Well, if, oh, if, yeah. yeah. Say three hours is costing you almost half a day. And, and, and you've got to be aware of that. Um, it's consistency. Ash, that's what you need. Is is so if if you if you go on every day at a set time and just do a little bit, that's absolutely fantastic. Um, during lockdown, I started doing yoga, um, and I do I do a ten minute morning workout um, following a YouTube video. It's only ten minutes, and, and you know there's yoga aficionados will turn around and go, "Oh, ten minutes isn't worth doing." But the way I look at it, I'm doing seventy minutes of yoga every single week um that that's you know that's that's got to be good hasn't it and and so if you're only doing 10 minutes on linkedin and and you're not you're not currently using linkedin you're you're using it an hour more than you were last week and and it's it's only going to have people you know contacting you and things like that and because you're doing your videos you're now known as the 60 second video guy what's wrong with that yeah You've also already said about how people used to, you, you built that rapport, being in the pub or going on the golf course or whatever it was going to be. And that used to be how, especially in the olden days for accountants, that's how they used to get their clients, wasn't it? It was building that rapport with them, getting that trust and everything else. And now LinkedIn, YouTube, whatever platform you decide to put your voice on, that's how you're building your rapport now, isn't it? So it is, it, it, I think... I think a lot of people, or definitely in, in the accounting world, a lot of people see it as a waste of time. You've just mentioned there about, you know, two hours a day or three hours a day or whatever it's going to be. It's going to be a sunk cost or however they see it. But I think they've got to quickly change and see that, unfortunately, that what that what is going to build rapport going forward. It's going to be your social presence on whichever platform you've chosen to, to speak on, haven't it? Isn't it? Yeah. Um, if, you, if you go back to the olden days that you know the, the typical partner in a practice if you walked with the typical partner down the street lots of people will be doing that as, as, you, as, as you're walking down the street and you walk into the pub and everybody would turn around oh hi how are you how are you how are you because over the years that partner has been out regularly that partner probably goes to the same place every day for lunch or or several different places regularly so everybody knows that at, at half 12 that partner's in the pub and they're going to be chatting and holding court or whatever it is is we do but that is consistency hmm. if you only go to the pub at, you know for, for for weddings and funerals then you, you know you're not going to bump into people and, and build that network so it's looking at social media like you look at life and, and, you know, you get out what you put in. Yeah, absolutely. And I think also, I think one of the things that we've learned when we look in social media is, you know, it's so easy to try and copy what, you know, your biggest Instagram person or your biggest Twitter person or whatever, again, whatever platform you're on. So easy to go, right, who's the biggest in the platform? Let's just copy what they're doing because they're obviously doing something right. But at the end of the day, they're where they are because they you know they they've got that particular network already built and they've got this built of network and everything else and what we have to do when especially when we first start that like, like you're saying you're starting a whole new business from scratch well you've got to pick and choose what platforms to be on and what topics to talk about and you know you've just got to build it about what you're interested in and what you can bring to the table and what you can show passion for or whatever it's going to be and i think that's also something because i've seen a lot of accountants go oh i've downloaded this book where it tells me 365 days worth of content and i just post that every day and hope for the best but that's not engaging is it yes you've got consistency there but there's no engagement there it's it's just it's just cookie cutter isn't it i've i've not seen it recently but there was a spate of um, accountants posts coming through my feed and it was the same image and then the same wording and you start like thinking okay they've outsourced that to XYZ company and, and then you scroll down a little bit but it's exactly the same and it was, oh exactly the same so like no come on the, the, the big thing about any social media is 
be yourself. And I speak to people and they go, oh, I, I don't know what to say. And I, you know, I, I, I don't like this and I don't like that. Well, let people know that. Be yourself. Be authentic. Um, you know, if you like to swear, then then and, and you're and you're brusque or you're you're you know you've you've got high opinions or, or whatever, put that out. Because the thing is, it, it's like uh, not that I've done it, but on Tinder, right? You, you're sort of like, right, I'll go and I'll go and I'll go meet this person, and you get there, they're, they're you know they're, they're, they're the six inches, twelve inches shorter than what they say. They're, they're, they're like three or four pound heavier. Um, and, and, and whatever else it is that, that you don't like, you're sort of like, what, what, why aren't you being authentic? And, 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 and this is the same in life, you know, so, so just be you. And if people don't like you, that's fine, because there are people that do like you and have, have the same values and opinions. And those are the people that you will attract, which is the people you want to work with anyway. Yeah. I, yeah. I think with, with that whole bit about content, though, I think, the thing, the thing that clicked for us and for, for me in particular was content is driven by conversations you've had throughout the day, isn't it? Like I'm talking to clients and they've got a need. Well, if that client's got a need, then X amount of other people are going to have the same need. So you basically, you try and translate what that conversation you've had into some form of content that, that, that other people are going to engage with because that's how you keep it authentic, isn't it? You've had to tell one client and why not tell the world about that particular issue as well? So I think that's, that's for me, how I've been able to generate content and, and everything else. And it's just, uh, you know, it's born through going, well, I've already told one person this, so let's see if everyone else wants to know about it as well. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and the other thing is, is we're all running businesses. So we're also having those thoughts, worries, celebrations or whatever. Um, share it people people want to hear the highs and the lows don't put too many lows because then everyone will see that you're um you know you, 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 you've got to be positive and upbeat honest authentic um and if you are having a really tough time try and find the good things out of there to post about and, and don't keep dragging yourself down because people don't want to hear that either yeah agreed agreed yeah. I think, um, but we should have a, a, a comment um, come up, Aaron. So what we talk about sort of marketing, I've never tried this, so I might have a, have a look at it. I don't know how, how much money it would actually cost me to advertise on eBay or Amazon. But apparently, uh, so thank you for the comment, by the way, Coco Products. Um, and you get the power of their advertising and Google ratings. So, something I might take a look at. I'm not sure exactly how that works, but it's always uh, worth investigating. Yeah, I think anything like this. I mean, QuickBooks do the same, don't they, with the ProAdvisor portal we were talking about at the beginning. Um, any of these platforms, the only reason they are generating any form of kind of traction is because they're spending a lot of money with Google on their CEO and everything else. And I'll always admit, like... The one thing we messed up when we first started out, our current company, the Boffics, was <laughs> we we went in this whole idea of, well, we, we need to be top of the SEO rankings in this thing. So we started going down the route of how much do we have to pay and put into all this that, and the other. And it turns out all we were doing was making it so it was more costly for QuickBooks to promote our ProAdvisor portal on theirs. So we were just battling with each other trying to get to the top of the thing. So if you put, you know, Aaron Patrick in, for example, and, and it came up, it was, uh, yeah, we were just basically spending money to get to the top of a tree that, yeah, we had no right being at the top, to be fair. But it was, we learned so quickly and so um, um, brutally that, yeah, let let the big companies spend all the money on SEO and stuff and just try and ride it just like this 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 comment here is an absolute spot I think is yeah use eBay use Amazon use any of those type of uh, ones to to spend the money on the SEO and yeah as long as you've got a good product and everything it will uh, it will go through from there. Uh, little aside on that, I had a, a phone call from Google. They wanted me to do some Google AdWords and we're having a chat. And um, I need to be spending £50 a day to get, I think it was 10 leads or something. It was ridiculous because it looks as if the one and his wife is doing coaching. So I thought, <laughs> I'm not going to be spending that much. That is crazy, isn't it? It's crazy. And 
and that whole world now is kind of it's it's the big boys who've taken it haven't they like they've got it and they can have it and that's fine you know you've already said linkedin or youtube or or instagram or them sort of ones that's the place where you can you know make a voice and be able to be heard and that's where you want to be building those connections so yeah well aaron i think it's almost that time certainly is yeah Ashley, I've been brilliant. Thank you so much for uh, coming on. In, do you want to do you want to push your push your website, promote your any content? Oh, the, the same thing, yeah. All right, well, that, that's that's very kind of you guys. Yeah, so um, it's full cup coaching. So it's uh, fullcupcoaching.co.uk, and you'll see a picture of me stood on a mountain doing that because uh, uh, I've got my own business now. It, it, it's it's just amazing. And all I want to do is just chat with people. So find me on LinkedIn. Um, it's Ashley Leeds. You can find me on LinkedIn um, and, and connect with me and, and just just have a chat. Um, so so yeah, uh, I'm going to be doing a LinkedIn habit. Um, I'm running a pilot scheme soon, and what I'm going to be doing is inviting people to come in every single day, um, Monday through Friday, Monday through Friday, just for 15 minutes each day, and just get them into a habit of doing doing LinkedIn. So I'll, I'll show them some tricks and some tips and stuff like that to get them started. Once you get into that habit, then you start doing it. Um, I won't. I promise I won't push any yoga on you, but uh, <laughs> yeah. that's what I'm planning to do. <laughs> oh, that sounds brilliant. I mean, and, and you're right, that 15 minutes can be, you know, getting yourself into that habit. I think that's going to be huge for people. So that's brilliant. That's really, really good. Well, thank you very much for having me, guys. Yeah, no, really anytime. We'll definitely have to have you back on and find out how the business is going and have an update later down the line. Ash, anything your end you want to promote? Have you got, have you got, you're still doing 60 seconds, aren't you? Have you got any more? Uh, I, have, I, I, I put a little one out there uh, a couple of days ago, the simple one. So you can, if you just go onto YouTube and just search for QuickBooks tips in 60 seconds, or actually just search for my name, I think it comes up, yeah, Ash Beats, and you'll find me uh, through there. Um, I've got lots of updates coming through on NetTracker as well that we'll be releasing next week. Um, so perhaps we'll... Um, I'll we'll put those in uh, maybe on the next one. That's it. There's our news content for next time all sorted then. Yeah. <laughs> um, perfect. <laughs> we get we get we get to see it from the horse's mouth, so they say. Um I mean, actually just one last one. Have you have you thought about YouTube? Is that your you've you've thought about trying to jump on that bandwagon or so I, I'm trying to think of, of, of what videos to do. I've literally just started Instagram. Yeah. Because I, I feel that, that that's something that, that could happen. Um because I'm a musician, uh, and, and if anyone wants to go and try and find Just Dandy, um, that that's I've got a I've got a YouTube channel there with loads of videos on. So um, I know about YouTube there. So I will set up a YouTube channel eventually um, because I'm going to be doing some LinkedIn videos and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So and, and there's lots of there's lots of little things that um, we don't use in business that are quite you know, little tricks and tips and stuff like that. So I will be doing some, some videos like that at the moment that they're residing on my website. Um, but yeah, I will, I will one day have a, a full cup coaching uh, YouTube channel. Awesome. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. Brilliant. All right, Ash, I think that's it, isn't it? That is in goodbye. From so uh, we had a date all planned, didn't we? Can, can you tell yeah, Wednesday the 19th at 4.30 p.m.? We'll be back. Perfect. Perfect. And we promise to be back within two weeks this time. We've got no uh, recertifications that are going to jump in the way like like we had last time around. So um, if you li- again, just as a reminder, if you are listening via podcast, don't forget to follow us on Facebook and consider joining us live so you can get your questions asked. Um, we're going to have to leave the question, the other questions that come through for next time, which is not a problem. But with that, I'm, it's a goodbye for me. It's a goodbye from me. And we will see you in two weeks' time. Again, Ashley, thank you very much. You've been a star. And we'll see you all next time around. Cheers, all. Bye. See you guys. Bye.